What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ray. And we got a good one for you today. We got another B.O. dub finishing off our spooky season with Witches by Scott Snyder and Jock. I uh, can't wait to dive into that. I also can't wait to be done with spooky books, bro. I'm sick of spooktacular <laughs> months, dude. <laughs> I'm just, I've had enough. <laughs> I need to, I need a I break, man. I know it's not our favorite genre. Um, I don't know. We're powering through. We are. And I give us credit for that. And uh, I'm patting us on the back all day over here. It was a rad idea. We're like, dude, October is going to be so rad. We're going to do scary books all month long. And now we're just sick of them, dude. <laughs> Freaking burnt out, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see Halloween again for another five years. I'm over it. Dude, I, and I'll be honest. Halloween is like my least favorite holiday, man. I'm just, I mean, I, we got into this on the phone the other day and I am just sick of Halloween. <laughs> You were cracking me up, man. I, mean, I get it, though. It's not my favorite either, but uh, at least at this stage, because my kids are little enough, I like to see them, like, what they're going to choose to dress up as. And it's always funny, some sort of weird concoction they're going to make mom sew, and uh, that always cracks me up. But I'm not a huge let's walk around at night guy. I'm more of a let's sit on the couch and chill at night guy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I've never been a big haul. Even as a kid, like, I just never was that into it that much. Well, let me home. ask you a question. Yeah. How do you feel about candy? Dude, I love candy. Really? And you're not a Halloween guy? Dude, I have the biggest sweet tooth. Candy, cookies, like, <laughs> you, dude, I'm a terrible sweet tooth. You know that, dude. You're blowing my mind over here, bro. Yeah. I can't believe you don't like Halloween even so, when you were a kid then. Oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Halloween. I'm just not... I don't know. It's just weird to me. I don't know why. Yeah, my kids love it too. I mean, they're all fired up. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old too, and just not liking it now that I'm getting older. I'm like, dude, it's eight thirty. Let's turn the lights out. I don't want to answer the door anymore. What was that movie with Clint Eastwood where he was like a huge grump on his front porch? Oh, um, Gran Torino. Yeah, Gran Torino or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're turning into him, bro. Dude, that's me. Like, I'm literally like, all right, this is the last. Like, we'll have candy left still. And I'm just like, I'm going to dump this whole thing into some kid's bag. And I'm just going to turn the light out and say, we're out of candy. That's how I do it. I don't want to deal with it no more. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's hilarious. (laughs) And it's it's, my kids are always like, oh, we'll do it, Dad. You know, they're all excited to, like, hand out candy to little kids because they're getting older now. Like, at least my two older ones. And it lasts five minutes. And then after the doorbell keeps ringing, you know, nonstop. They don't wanna, yeah, they don't want to do it. And I'm just like, you guys were so fired up to be pan- passing out candy. And it's five minutes in and you guys are done now. Like, yeah, now you know yeah. how I feel. I've been doing yeah. this for too long and I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> just oh sick of it. Oh my gosh, bro. The one thing I really don't like, though, is that, like, there's all this pressure from the kids for me to dress up. And you know me. I've never dressed up. And I'm not a dress-up guy. Uh, And so I, like, for the last couple years, I just throw on a hockey jersey. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just uh, a Anaheim Ducks (laughs) player again this year, dude. That's how you do it, yeah. (sighs) So... they always try to pressure me into doing like a themed one. Like they're like, no. let's all dress up as, you know, the Incredibles. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be the Incredidad. <laughs> You'd be an amazing Incredidad. My wife wanted to do the 101 Dalmatians. And I was like, no. Oh, I'm out on that. No way. Uh, my wife gets into it, but I'm just, I don't know. Dude, I need to show you a picture later. Remind me of my wife's costume. 
she probably good? kill me, but she's going as one of those, um, what are they called? The like inflatable little dudes who like uh, bounce around in the oh, wind. Oh, yeah, those are hilarious. Um, it's got like a outside, little like used cars, like you car, yeah, car yeah, sales yeah. or something. Those are and it's got dude. a little fan in it and it blows up and uh, my kid had to put it on. It's so funny, dude. But yeah, man, I'm I'm ready for it to be done. I'm going to yeah. need to like jump into some YA books for the next couple months to like just get a good palate cleanse. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. But um, how was your week in general, my man? You sound you know, like you're feeling better. I'm feeling a little bit better. I mean, I still, you know, some lingering stuff, but uh, I'm doing good. I appreciate Ross. He sent me a get well note on uh, Instagram. So thanks, Ross. Oh, very cool. uh, Yeah, man. Feeling better. I told the old work I'm not flying anymore. So that's got me jazzed. Less stressed out there. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, I got enough stress just raising kids. So (laughs) I hear you. Dude, speaking of a stress reliever, bro, don't make fun of me. And I've been kind of wanting to do this for a really long time. And I dabbled in this um, like last summer and it didn't work very well, but I'm going to do it a different way. So um, I'm start. I'm going to try to start a garden, like a, like a salsa oh, garden. Heck yeah, bro. Yeah. So I tried starting this last <laughs> year and I had this system set up where it wasn't self-watering. So anytime yeah. I was gone for the weekend, just it got scorched. I think we did like a bunch of strawberries. We got like one berry. I remember like pulling this one strawberry off and my kids like wanted to share it. And I'm like, dude. (laughs) You're putting a strawberry (laughs) up four ways. I'm like, this (laughs) this strawberry is like a tiny, it was the baby strawberry, dude. And they're like, let's share it. And I'm like, good luck nibbling this thing. Like there's no sharing this berry. (laughs) (laughs) And say it's it was like the, you guys are on hard times. Then you're yeah, just sharing dude. a strawberry, bro. It, like make this strawberry last. <laughs> it was terrible. But anyway, so I bought this um for my birthdays. Um, I had a my mother-in-law gave me the gift card. So I got this rad um like self-watering, um like above ground garden thing. Right on. I was gonna buy stuff for my car, but I, I decided to buy something else to do. And the kids can do it with me as well. Yeah, yeah. And so I um, it came in today. I was super stoked. First thing I did when I got home, I put it together and dude, I'm pumped and it's dude, all self-watering. So if I do go out of town or whatever, it, it'll be is good it to go. Is it one of those towers <laughs> um, it's that not, I've it's, seen? No, it's not a tower. I've seen those. I almost pulled the trigger on one of those towers. This one is more like um, like a raised garden bed. It's like waist high. Um, oh, okay. I can probably oh, put nice. wheels on it so high. I can, yeah, I can put wheels on it so I can roll it in and out of the sun if I wanted to and put it in different spots of the, of the yard, depending on um, how the sun is. So I'm, I'm stoked on it. Um, Heck yeah, I'm going to get it going. I think this weekend I've already been doing, you know me, I've already been diving in on what to You're reading up. books. Dude. You've got the clothes. you got I, the tools. <laughs> 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 Subscribe to a couple gardening podcasts. <laughs> Heck yeah, bro. Let's like do it. <laughs> I haven't like gone that far, but I have looked at like um it, in like my region, like books to get on like what to grow, when to plant, when to harvest, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm just gonna start small though with like look, something easy, a little salsa garden, maybe, and um we'll see how it goes. Heck yeah, dude. I'm pumped. But I'm dude. I'm pretty stoked on it. Dude, I would be too, man. We had one a couple years back and it was rad. I mean, we had onions, uh, we had strawberries we got quite a few strawberries onions cherry tomatoes yeah we we did onions that's pretty rad i think i'm gonna try carrots because my son is a huge carrot fan so i think i'm gonna do that um i don't know we'll see right on dude well we'll uh 
we'll touch base I'll, and we're, I'll we're post gonna... some pics uh, on, yeah, my, yeah. on my Instagram so everybody Dude, what can you need to do it. is like get get in your like what do they call that the like apron your gardening apron with a tool and like a lawn chair and like post a picture of you like reading a comic book in front of your in front of your garden. There we go. There we go. <laughs> shirtless. I'm well, dude, shirtless like I always yeah. I'll come up with some catchy jingle. Heck yeah, dude. All right on man. That's rad, dude. I would never make fun of that. I think that's cool, bro. So uh should be cool. I'm pretty pumped. And um yeah, that's what I got going on. Oh, this weekend too, my uh my local comic shop, it's their fifth year anniversary. And so they're doing this rad sale. Um, oh, I think I saw that today. They posted it on Instagram. Yeah. There's like so they some got giveaways. A, dude, yeah, a bunch of cool giveaways. They um, they do these things called surprise boxes. And they like fill these boxes. I think it's like 30 bucks. And they fill it with like five or six comics. And they, they're doing, I think, 70 of them. And one out of 10, you can. they have seven like big prizes in them. Like there's some graded books. There's a rad... Um, uh, last Ronin like variant cover that was done by um, Eric Henson and it's like signed yeah, by him. It has yeah. a remark on it. Um, that's one of the prizes. So there's some cool stuff. So um, we're gonna try to make it down there tomorrow and uh, check it out. So super stoked for that. That'll be fun, dude. Yeah, right on. How many? What anniversary? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Right on. So pretty they stoked. made it. They like started right before COVID, man. That's yeah. pretty rough. Dude, like yeah. mid, midway through your life as a company to get hit with COVID as a comic shop too. So nuts. Yeah, dude, brick and mortars. Yeah, that, they made it. Right on. Well, right but on, dude. That sounds get, fun, what, man. What'd you get into? Did you get into anything during the week? Yeah, dude, I got into quite a bit. Uh, I know we both got into Buff Snakes, but bef- before we, I ask you about that one, because I know you may not have loved it as much as I did. But uh, a quick shout out to our friends over at uh, Pullbox Pals, uh, Mad Nerdy and Monk Guy, that Monk Guy. They And I was listening to their show and they were mentioning this comicsology original called Census and just that it was hilarious. And like, remember at the top of the show, I was saying like, I just, I was burnt out. I want something different. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked it up just because, you know, he said it was funny and I was like, yeah, I need a good laugh. Bro, there were some funny bits in there, man. I laughed out loud a couple times, dude. And What's the uh, premise? Yeah, so it's this kid, it's this guy who's just kind of down on his luck, looking for a job. He's applying to this thing that just looks like, you know, he's not going to have to try very hard, but it'll make some money sort of thing, you know? And uh, it turns out he gets hired to, for this census. And what the census is, is he's got to go around, like, and take a census of all the, like, uh, I kept thinking of what to call it, and I'm not entirely sure, but, like, mythological creatures or something like that. So, like... One of them was these like demon vampires. I think they called them succubuses or something like that. Then one of them was leprechaun. Oh, that's uh, rad. And then, um, so he's taking a census of all these like uh, different, what would you call that? I don't know what you would call that, but like not like, human. Um, I get what you're saying. I can't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of the word. But bro, there was, it was just, it was just, you know, kind of this irrelevant sort of funny. Irre- irreverent funny not irrelevant uh and i just enjoyed it it was super low-key light reading but uh does it have the full like volume on there or is it doing it uh, just issue the two issue? issues so far yeah. oh nice so, um i don't know if i'm gonna do a good enough job of painting this picture for you but so i just want this one part just i laughed out loud. i've read it twice and just kept laughing and it probably isn't gonna sound that funny <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not gonna laugh at all probably He's going in for this interview, right? So he's sitting in a chair and he's just kind of explaining. And he walks into this guy 
And, uh, you know, he's kind of shooting the breeze back and forth. And the dude says, take a seat. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) on the next panel, dude, it's just him. And like, he's like eye level at the desk. Like his eyes are just poking over the desk. He's literally sitting on the floor because there's no chair. And I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> that the interviewer was like, have a seat. And there's literally nowhere to sit. So he sits on the floor. I don't know, dude. dude. The paneling work there was just hysterical because <clears throat> you turn the page after he says that. It's just half his face. And it just got me, dude. That's funny, dude. It reminds me recently we got these um, like almost like these bar top tables at work. And somebody ordered these chairs for it and they didn't measure <laughs> at all. So they got these chairs and dude, we're literally sitting like that. <laughs> like my chin is at the table and I'm like, dude, this is good. It was in like a conference room for like meetings. Oh, and I'm, imagine gosh. a meeting, like 10 people sitting around this table, like, hey, like with their chin just barely above the top of the desk. Dude, it was hysterical. You're typing up here. Yeah, dude, that's how it was. So they're like, I don't think these chairs are going to work. We got to return them. And I was like, yeah, you do. These are terrible. Oh, <laughs> Somebody did gosh. not measure correctly. Pretty funny though. That's hilarious. But uh, so thanks to those guys. Uh, I enjoyed that today. I read that today actually. Just oh, very cool. Time. Nice. And uh, I also got to read just one more issue of the Snyder run on Batman: The Court of Owls, and it just continues to be rad, dude. I tell you this, man. If I didn't know who Batman was, this would be the closest I ever felt like, dude. Batman's screwed. Like he's gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Like he's just like I've never. I mean, I haven't read that much Batman, but right now it's literally like, man, his back is against the wall. And uh, he finally put out the call to the family. So now you, at the end of that issue, kind of you see Robin, I think Batgirl, Nightwing, uh, someone else. Red, Red Hood, maybe? Red Hood. Red Hood, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. <clears throat> and uh, so I'm stoked, dude. Still loving it. Heck yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder, bro. I don't know. It's changing the game for me a little. <laughs> we'll get into that later. I'll get into that later. Uh, um, but one I know we both jumped into uh, was Above Snakes. And how do you feel about the artwork here? Because I know we both have really liked Hayden Sherman's stuff. Um, just kind of curious what you thought of the artwork and the paneling in these in three and four. Dude, I think the the artwork the artwork is definitely unique in this. Um, series but i think what does it for me is the coloring is just rad yeah super rad but um but some of the paneling dude like in four that pan this panel right here or this whole page where it's like him with the gun overlaid on top of the four panels was oh super cool. that yeah that's right when he starts going when he's in that church right yeah and he finally yeah. gets with the uh the above snakes show up it's like a trap yeah yeah that, that was rad that scene was pretty rad but, yeah, for, uh, so so what do you think, bro? Dude, so I've had these. So I had issue three for a while, and I just didn't get a chance to read it. And then, well, I because up, you did not like two. Well, we yeah, both didn't like. Yeah, two. two. I was just not a fan of, and so I got three. It was still in my pull box. I was like, eh, I'll keep it around and check it out. And um, I just never got around to reading it. I don't know. There was other stuff I wanted to read, and since I wasn't super stoked on two, I was like, whatever. But um, I picked up four. I think it was last week. Four came out. I think. Yeah. I think or maybe so. the week before. I don't know. Recently. Something like that. So I had them both and I was like, all right, let's dive back into this. And um, I don't know, kind of weird for me, man. Like, because um, one was kind of rad. You know, you get this dude. He's like, hey, I'm going to go after this gang for killing my wife and uh, I'm going to take vengeance. And then he has this like 
bird that's kind of like you find out when it's almost like a curse put on him so he has this like yeah. bird that he can talk to like this buzzard and you're like all right this is pretty neat and then two again was just weird it was like kind of like a almost like a side quest of the main story mm-hmm. i guess i would say two was definitely <clears throat> the weirdest issue for me the weakest link for me yeah and then three though to me was almost like another like kind of side quest it's like him and the bird just like i guess you can see the uh, like a relationship developing with him and the bird and they're just and like, a little bit of like progression of kind of what's going on with him like and the curse and how it works and how he's not the only one and now he's kind of on oh yeah because towards the end you meet that other guy yeah the, he and has so, another bird and he pretty much told it told dirt like i'm gonna do it first you're gonna be stuck with your bird forever like, yeah ah. And the only way to get rid of the curse is to kill those dudes first. And and, and which makes a good point because Dirt was trying to just go marry off his bird because his bird is like, like the whole time his bird is like, dude, I need to get married. And like, I want to get a you know woman in my life. <laughs> and Dirt's like, all right, well, if you get married, then do you leave? And he's like, yeah, if I get married, I move with, you know, whoever I marry or whatever. And he's like, well, sweet, if I'm going to get rid of you, let's do this thing. Yeah, but yeah. he wouldn't have never got rid of the curse once he met that, you know, the other guy mm-hmm. that was cursed as well. But I did think uh, that some of that stuff was really funny. Like it had me laughing pretty good, like dirt and the bird and the bird and the that big thing that was just chasing it around and. <laughs> He was over his head with that one. I don't know. I don't it was know. just. It was. Just, I don't know. Some of it was kind of weird to me. Like they're they're walking and there's that giant cave and there was like a huge arrow of bird poop like on the side of the wall and they're like, he, Derek was like, "Is that bird poop?" And he's like, "Yeah, buddy, that's where my new wife is." <laughs> and I was just like, "What is going on right now?" I guess that like. It, I could totally see that and I definitely understand it. I guess to me, I kind of just went into it like expecting it to be really weird and crazy because so far it's been really weird. It is a weird story for sure. And four was super weird still. Like the end of four was super weird. Yeah, I would definitely like that. that. The I don't know what you want to call him, but the like the narrator guy at the beginning of some of the issues, right? That's him, right? Yeah. Yep drug dealer or something like yeah he's, he's like gnarly some, he's just so weird and i can't figure him out still he's i don't know he's just a weird dude yeah and he's got a weird mission and i'm not entirely sure what he's trying to accomplish but uh definitely ended on a crazy note it like, almost is just like he just wants to cause chaos yeah you know? like there's no like. rhyme or reason to what he's doing it's just i don't know but he's definitely a, a weird character it's definitely a unique, like, creative story. That's for sure. Like, a little twist on a Western. Yeah. Um, but there's only one more issue, I think, left. I think it's just five, right? <laughs> yep. Oh. So, I'm going to stick it out. We'll see how it ends. Yeah. Me too. I mean, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I I just thought some of three was <clears throat> funny with, yeah. I forget the bird's name. And in here, I thought the ending was at least, I mean, that was surprising to me. I mean, I didn't expect, I don't really want to ruin it for anybody, but I yeah. didn't expect the end. No, you know, yeah, but definitely weird, man. And I'll be honest, like I was reading um, Sean Lewis and I think Hayden Sherman, too. But their their book Thumbs, you know, that one that I picked mm, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And br- even that was super weird, bro. Like, really? So I just think that they they like just to operate a, in that weird realm. Just, yeah. Unique for sure. So but I'm with you. I mean, not my favorite. Uh, but I thought there was some, at least some redeeming aspects of each issue. Like, you know, three was weird, but I definitely giggled 
four was weird. That dude was weird, but <laughs> the is ending, weird. It is weird, but the ending was super cool. I thought like enough to make me be like, well, now I want to at least check out. Five. Yeah, you want to know happening. what happens? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, still, I think Hayden Sherman does some of the coolest layouts in all of comic books. Man, um, you're right about the coloring. Who's doing the coloring in this? Is it Hayden doing the coloring? Yeah, he does it all. Art by Hayden. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's pretty rad. The coloring is super rad. Yeah. Hey, what was that Scott Snyder? Oh, was that Canary? The one that we really liked the background? Yeah, Canary had some rad, rad art. And then another one I read, bro, was uh, I kept up with Ellie's Three. And uh, not much to report there, but I'm still... Still having fun with it and the main character and her dealing with her personalities and working through all that stuff. She found out some wild stuff in this one. Um, I'll just hashtag spoiler it really quick because I'm not going to give too much info, but it's I guess it's a lot. But she finds out that her parents right now are not actually her parents and they've been lying to her for a whole time for a long time. So she's like on a mission to find her real ma and uh Anyway, that kind of causes one of her other personalities to jump forward. And it's just cool. Kind of, you know, lighthearted. Kind of Not lighthearted, yeah. but um, just a good sort of escape from some of these darker comics, you know? Yeah, yeah. Her and her friends and her friends sticking by her side, which is cool. So good, dude. I liked it. Well, dude, before we jump into our uh, BO dub, I know you got a chance to sneak away and watch Black Adam. Yeah. Tell me about it, because I haven't got to see it yet. Is is it as good as everybody's saying it is? Because I've been hearing good things. I liked it, man. I thought it was super cool. I mean, some of the critiques I heard didn't really land for me. Like people saying, oh, The Rock's personality didn't come through. Uh, Like what they want it to be. Like his DC version of him being like playing, uh, what's the dude from Moana? Uh, Whoever he played, like just being silly and like over the top. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I thought he I thought he played the part well, man. And there was some good beats in there and some um I like the characters. I like the Justice Society. Uh and I really like Pierce Brosnan's character. I can't remember the the actual character's name, but some really cool visual effects with him. Like he's a magician mm. and that kind of like can alter reality. Well, not like alter yeah, alter reality. And um I like Is the he dude. the villain? No. The villain is uh, this dude. It's so the well, they're kind of battling Black Adam at first, and he's part of the Justice Society, and they feel like Black Adam's a threat. And so they're actually, once they find out he's been awakened, they travel over there to stop him. But the funny thing is, is that it's actually Pierce Brosnan's character that realizes, like, we can't do this without Black Adam. Mm. And so they end up fighting together to stop this dude who, um, like, there's this crown that, like, if you put it on, you summon these demons and they give you all these powers. And he ended up getting that crown and putting it on. And uh, so they're trying to to fight him. Right on. And that's, that guy's the the villain. Um, well, but I thought it was cool, man. I thought, I thought it was really well shot. Like, the action scenes were really good. Um, Production-wise, like, it was a fantastic movie, dude. Yeah. I will say some of the music choices were a little strange to me. Uh, I feel like James Gunn's the only one who's really good at kind of like tying in these like uh, 
classic songs into these like really like high intensity. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Guardians of the Galaxy. That gar- yeah, that's what I was just about to mention. Yeah, and uh, Suicide <clears throat> Squad, and uh, so. But other than that, I mean, I'd give it probably a B. Nice. Um, you know? Yeah, no, that's good. I hope I really, really want to watch it. I hope to break away um, while it's still in theater and and check it out. So, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't too long. Like even though I loved Batman, like dude, sitting in the theater for three hours, like eventually you start being like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> my knees yeah. are hurting sitting this long. Yeah, okay, dude. good. I'm glad you got to get out and watch it. Yeah, man. But anyway, man, you've been keeping up with the uh, playoffs and baseball. Dude, World Series started today, my man, and um, I don't know. I, I who are you rooting for? Who are you pulling for? Dude, well, you can't root for the Astros after the they got the old cheating right? scandal. You just can't do it. And I mean, I, it's it's hard to say because at this, is, I I think everybody probably tries to cheat a little bit when you're like. Yeah, when you've got when it's so easy, when it's literally like there's video cameras everywhere and you've got a whole entire video team. Yeah, yeah. It seems pretty like, easy to like kind of try to skirt that. Yeah, when they came out like with pictures, like all the pictures and them using like foreign substance and like there were some pictures that were really outspoken about it. They're like, well, now we have to change the way we pitch because like every pitcher does that. They just, you know, they just don't get caught. And you're just like, eek, like, I don't know. I'm just not an Astros fan after that whole banging on trash cans thing. And <laughs> so I'm going to go for the fills. We'll see what happens. How's it going so far? Game one. It was 5-5 five, five going into the ninth. So, Oh, really? Yeah. When you went like this, nothing good happened? Somebody hit a homer. 6-5 uh, Phillies. 6-5. Nice. Yeah. Right on. So uh, it's, I think it's going to be a long series, though. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I hope. I hope it goes seven. You want it to go long? Yeah, dude. I love those long, drawn-out series. They make them fun. The drama. Yeah. <clears throat> right on, dude. Uh, Want to get into the B-O-Dub? Yeah, because that's all I really got into this week. Um, I had a lot going on just with the kiddos. One of my kids ended up getting sick. You know how that rolls. Oh, man. Um, So I didn't get a ton of reading in during the week. Which was kind as of as much bummer. as I hate being sick, I'd rather like ninety eight percent of the time I'd rather it be me than one of the kids. Yeah, especially the little Ooh. ones. It's hard for, for them, especially sleeping through the night. But um, let's jump into witches, dude. Um, Scott Snyder, arts by Jock. Um, colors is Matt Hollinsworth. Uh, letters is Clem Robbins. It's uh, from Image. Uh, you want to give a little uh, little mini overview, or what do you want to do? Yeah, dude, I'll just, uh, I'll read the back here because I'm not prepared for an overview. When the Rook family moves to the remote town of Litchfield, New Hampshire, to escape a haunting trauma, they're hopeful about starting over, but something evil is waiting for them in the woods just beyond town, watching from the trees ancient and hungry. Bro, just right off the bat, like, what, what, what'd you think, man? Um, I had mixed emotions on this one. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. Yeah, mixed emotions. Um, I think it definitely has creepy vibes for sure. The 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 witches are like not your normal like witch you think. Not a normal witch. Out of you know any witch movies you've seen, definitely different. I think they're rad. Yeah, scary as heck, dude. Um, 
the way that Snyder said it in the back matter of this book was that like the witches we all associate as witches are actually the humans who worship the witches and these are like the actual sort of like no, that, super powerful yeah uh could grant you know all these sorts of amazing things and uh so these are the actual like gnarly evil spirits dude and they're uh creepy for sure what'd you think about the artwork man i think what kind of threw me is i don't know if it's necessarily the artwork or if it's just the coloring but there's some scenes where it's just too chaotic for me almost where it's really hard to kind of tell what's going on in certain certain just certain panels not all of them but just certain ones if that makes sense no it does you know what i didn't like though dude i didn't like the um the splatter like it just became too much for me like almost like an acid wash on all the pages like i know it's trying to set a tone yeah yeah but i just didn't love it like it made some of the panels Really hard to understand what was going on. Yeah, like it was almost too chaotic, I, I guess the word is. But like, I mean, this panel would be really rad. And then there's just all these random, like you said, like splatter throw in there. And yeah. I just didn't think that was necessary, at least for me. Like, and if you're going to do it, like maybe not so much. Like, it's just so it's I think it's overused. Yeah. Um, But other than that, I thought that uh the lines were at least pretty good like i probably would like this black and white yeah yeah dude i mean it's just like yeah like this big double page spread was just too much for me and i was just kind of like you're you can't focus on anything you're just like looking around all over you're like what's going on here and you really have to kind of like i don't know just was a little too much for me i guess i agree i'm not saying it's terrible um no it was just a little too much on, on certain panels for me yeah so you said you were having sort of like mixed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like it started out for me. Like, I think, I don't know if it was because, um, like I saw the ending coming, you know, like I got to like issue into issue two, beginning issue three. And I was like, dude, I already know what's going to happen. I, I could see right now exactly what's going to happen. I didn't know how, um, to what, I guess, how deep it went you know with the mom but i just kind of i kind of saw how it was going to go down and i was like uh yeah i hope it's not going to go down like this but this is how i think it's going to go down and it sure enough panned it out just like that yeah so i guess it's to try to like maybe set set the set the stage (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you get this this family they um the dad i guess the way you can I guess described the dad is he's very um has a lot of anxiety, a lot of fears. Um love the dad's arc, man. Yeah, the dad does have a really cool arc. And um not only does he have a lot of like just fears and anxiety himself, but I think the thing that scares him the most is raising his daughter, right? Yeah. Because um you find out she went through they, they moved to the small town to get away from um some trauma that she went through. And uh, she had this girl that was bullying her, right? And this girl disappeared. Everybody thought she did it, but you come to find out it was she got taken by the witches. Yeah. And um, so they dip to this new town to kind of start over, and it just kind of follows them. You know, they never really get a chance to start over. And um, the dad really just wants his daughter to just 
like just live a normal life. And you can tell the dad just like freaked out about that. And he doesn't know how to deal with his own frustration. No, at least early on, like he is not doing a great job. (laughs) Taking to the bottle a little too hard, like just kind of being a jerk. Uh, Not kind of like, dude, that scene on the Ferris wheel, bro. Oh my gosh. Yelling at her to climb. Like, Oh my gosh. man! I was like, dude, put the bottle down. Um, so it's kind of crazy, right? So there's these witches who you come to find out, like, um, one of the first scenes was this woman being swallowed by the tree, by a tree. And you find out that what, what can happen with these witches is that they're hungry. They want food. So if you pledge to them, somebody or, you know, and they particularly like kids, Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you pledge something to them, they will grant you a wish or a desire or, you know, anything you want. Yeah. Um, and so what you find out is that, I mean, how much of this should we say? I'm not sure. But that kind of is what's driving all of this is like, I, I don't know, like, how much should we should we say here? I think we should just let it rip. Let it rip? Dude, let it rip. That's how we roll. Uh, so if you haven't read it. You know, and you don't want it to be spoiled. Go read it now. Jump back into the episode at at this point. But uh, so what you find out is that um, what's a sailor? Sailor is the main. Yeah, has, she's our main character. Has been pledged to uh, the witches. But one of the things that I thought was fascinating, and I wanted to get your opinion on. So there's the pledges. But then they were also talking about how the witches can sense desperation or need or fear. Fear, yeah, anxiety. So I just didn't understand how that necessarily all worked. So it kind of felt like with the pledges, it was like, hey, we're going to kind of hang back. We'll grant you a wish. You bring us these people. We'll take them. But then there's also this aspect of them that like follow people. Oh, I know why it was. It was because if they sensed that in you, they felt like you were a good person to manipulate into getting a pledge for them because they wanted to like get the dad to end up being like, dude, you know what? I, mm-hmm. I could really, they really want- wish right now. Yeah. 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 But what do you think about? I mean, and that all comes. It's, I don't I don't want to jump straight to the end. So do you have? Uh, yeah, no. So the first like. I think half, I guess half the, the first three issues, it's only what, five issues, I think, or is it six? Yeah, six. So the first three issues, you're kind of like trying to figure out what's going on because the, the witches are obviously after sailor, right? And you kind of don't know why yet. You're like, what's going on? And, you know, you get this play with the dad and he has severe anxiety and fear. And now sailor does too, because here is this young kid she went through this traumatic experience. Everybody thinks she killed someone. She's going to a new school, hopefully to start over, but everybody still knows who she who she is, right? Right. So let's explain that really quick. So she's in the woods with this bully named Annie, and I hated that whole entire yeah, scene. Yeah, I did not like that scene at all. I either. was so glad it went away quickly. I didn't like the way it was written. Annie was over the top in her bullying. Uh, too gross. Uh, the language was just not necessary for me. Yeah, I thought it was a little uh, over, th- over the top for sure. Yeah. And uh, what what happens when they're in the woods is, so Annie's bullying Sailor, but then Annie got sucked in by a tree and uh, and Sailor passed out. And when she woke, wakes up with the cops, everyone, so then the rumor's going around that Sailor killed Annie. Yeah. And so then they bail. 
anyway just to, to paint that scene really yeah quick. and she's telling i mean she remembers what happened and she's telling people and they're like dude you don't remember you were hit on the head like that didn't happen like don't worry about it this wasn't your fault kind of thing yeah and so as she's trying to start fresh she's still seeing these creatures or these witches out in the woods like coming after her pretty much and mm -hmm. so um she's freaking out you know like she doesn't know what to do her parents don't believe her and um she has some crazy stuff happen to her along the way and um we get introduced to this other character i can't even remember her name is she is she is she part of the irons who the bald one yeah <clears throat> i can't I I can't remember if she if she was part of the. I don't think she was part of the irons. I think she knew about the irons and kind of worked with them. But uh, bro, I I didn't like that scene either where she's tackling the dad. Yeah, like, it was weird. She's like a lot of weird I, things that happened. <laughs> I mean, I can't even for our show. We're not going to say what goes down there, but it was too much. Yeah. So this lady comes around, and she's almost like she's like helping them. She helps him. And yeah, she, she's like helping the dad and sailor because she knows what the witches want and she's trying to 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 help the situation. But it was kind of unclear, like how she even knew what was going on to me. Like, I had no idea, like how she even came to, at, to know she was pledged. First, like, but then did you figure it out later when she kind of explained it to him at that when she hangs herself later? It still it wasn't clear to me. Yeah. So she was I mean, the the. The sort of surroundings of how and why she was pledged weren't necessarily fleshed out. You just know she was. She was captured by the witches and she escaped, but they happened to bite off her legs on her way out. Yeah. And so she spent time down there, kind of got to know, learn their stuff. Uh, anyway, that's all I think that was meant for us to know about her. Was it in this town or just in a place in I, general? I think it was in general. I don't think it was this town, but oh, yeah. I could be wrong. That was another part I was like a little bit curious about where the witch is kind of just here in this town. No, I don't think so because because they followed him when they moved. Yeah, because Annie got, um, you know, when Annie got sucked into the tree by the witches, that was in their original town where they lived. So I think yeah. they're just and they moved pretty far away, right? Not just like yeah. next door. Hey, we're moving 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that whole part with this other character was just kind of weird to me because i didn't know like where she came from was she in this town and was like later you come to find out like this whole town a lot of these people in these town uh, in this town are like working with the witches they all are pledging people so they can get what they want their desires are coming true so it was like is that character did was she one of the townspeople that got sucked in that escaped and was just like running around like not being found by the townspeople because you would think they would know that she's out, you know, yeah. like it was he just had to he had to travel pretty far to go meet her in that abandoned place. Yeah. The one thing I didn't understand was how she knew about Sailor and how she was pledged. And yep. That part I didn't get. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like it was still was just weird how this one character was randomly just like Hey, I'm here to try to help you, but I'm creepy as heck, and um, I'm not going to really explain much, and I don't know. It was just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. 
I mean, I was I was satisfied with it just because I, th- I thought the way it all played out, it all made sense. Like, I at least knew that she was protecting him, that she gave him stink to hide himself. Yeah. And, and kind of div- kind of further the the story was kind of necessary for something like that to happen. Probably could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was all right. Yeah, so Sailor's dad ends up finding out all this crazy stuff that because um, w- with the witches, he's trying to explain it to his wife. She's not buying it. He's trying to explain it to like police officers because his his is it his brother the one he's writing? Yeah, his yeah. brother and um, Sailor go missing. Sa- Sailor freaks out at school one day because th- these witches like she sees them outside the windows at school, and so she just like dips, goes out into the woods. She's like looking for them. And um, anyways, they get captured, right? And so he finally buys into it because this other character comes into play and is like, tells him the rundown of what's going down. And so now he's on a mission to go save his daughter. And his character arc, this is where it like takes a totally different turn from his normal self. You know, he like turns into this like just rad like hero dude where he's going to do anything to save his daughter. Yeah. Cause he even says like, you know, he, he knows he failed her before and he's not going to let it happen again. He just loves her too much. And, uh, I just thought it ended up turning around for me big time when the story kind of shifted to being about that for me, uh, is when this whole, it, this whole series really kind of solidified itself for me. Yeah. But one of the crazy things is, is that you find out that the mom, at first I wasn't really clear about this, but she pledges Sailor to the witches. Yeah. Uh, be- because she wants, <clears throat> so I don't know if you can explain this a little bit better, but she, something happened with her where she, she pledged Annie you find out the bully from earlier on, but it ended up not being enough for some reason. And so then she's like on the land, but then she decides she's going to offer up sailor and that her wish from the witches is going to be that her and her husband can go back to a normal life and never remember that they had a daughter, which you're just like, Whoa. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. So I see, I had a feeling the mom was going to do something dirty like that. I just didn't know to what extent. So you find out, so in the very beginning of of this whole volume, you see it's like way back in the day, you see a little boy with the first woman sucked into the tree and he's like, oh, a pledge is a pledge and it's the Cray family. So she uh, was yeah, part yeah. of that original Cray family from a long time ago. And she ended up um, with like her great grandpa or something like, <clears throat> they owed a pledge, but they were running from these witches for a very long time. So she owed them something. And so she was like, all right, hey, if I give them Annie, maybe they'll leave us alone and that would, we'll be good to go. Well, that didn't satisfy that uh, debt that I guess she owed, right? So then she was like, um, she was in a wheelchair because of an accident. And she's like, and that's what I thought was going to happen. She was just going to pledge Annie because she wanted to walk. Like I thought, it, but it was bigger than that. Because yeah. um, she has ties from long, long, long time ago. <clears throat> and so... Um, yeah, she wants, she basically pledged her daughter so she can walk. And then she tells her husband, yeah, let's do this. And they can make it so we don't even remember her. And so it's not going to be a big deal because we're not going to remember any of this. And we can just go <laughs> live our normal life, you know, be happy again. And 
just you and I and um, kind of like start over. But the mm-hmm. dad wasn't buying it, dude. I was super stoked when he was just like. Dude, at the end when he, so he's got that, he's got like pledge in a jar, which is also, and he just sneaks up and he slaps his wife right on the cheek. So she's pledged now. He's pledged. He gets it on himself just so that uh, that, that he can save Sailor. And then my favorite part of this is when uh, she gets outside and the whole town is waiting for her and she's got a hose that's like attached up to some of this like pledge and she just sprays everybody in town. So now the whole town is pledged. That was nuts. Dude, yeah, it is rad because when you get to the last like few pages, it starts making you think because the dad and the mom, you know, they're talking because she's trying to convince the dad um, like, hey, let's go because the witches are coming to get them. You know, everybody yeah, knows they're the, at the door. The town knows the witches are coming through the doors. Sailors like knocked out. I think she fell down the stairs or something. And you almost think the dad is going to be like, oh, let's do it. You know, so you're kind of like, oh, is he seriously going to do that to sailor? You know, like what's going to go down here? And then, you know, kind of what you just said, he's like, nope, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself to to get you out of here. And um, pretty rad scenes. Like the last like four, four or five pages are like just gnarly, dude. She's running to get out of there. Um, you, you end up seeing like a girl she met at school is like one of the ones that are, are like pledging people. And it, dude, just crazy. Dude, so crazy. I was so satisfied with the ending. Yeah, I will say that ending was really rad. And um, hopefully there's going to be more. I mean, they have here in the back matter that there was that they had a whole second arc plan. But I mean, this was written a while ago, man. So I don't know. I think they're coming out in the next couple of weeks with like a like a standalone that then is going to go into the volume two is what I was reading. Or I think I saw it on Scott Snyder's Instagram. But I mean, what were your what's your overall hair, man? Like, what would you uh, what would you say about it? Recommend it rating wise? Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, if you're into this genre, def- definitely go pick it up. I think I think you'll enjoy it if you're into the like, you know, horror. And um, I don't think just there was a couple things that were just weird to me, you know, like the whole thing with this, the the I, don't, I can't even remember her name. But the character that, you know, got taken by the witches who survived, that that whole thing was just weird. Um, and I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. I thought I, was, I thought going into this one, I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. Um, and then, like we mentioned with the art, there was just some panels that were too, too chaotic for me, I guess. Um, I'm going to give it a three out of five if I had to give it a rating. Um the story arc with the dad, I thought was super cool. Um, the ending is satisfied, satisfying. Like you said, you're like, all right, good. At least she, you know, gets away and you get to see her bravery too. You know, like her, her story arc is kind of similar to her dad's where she's like super scared to even just go to school, even to get on the bus. But then she ends up turning into this, you know, very brave person. You know what I mean? Like to even get out of where she was, like you, you would think she would have just gave up, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, she has a lot of fight in her. And um, so I thought her arc was cool, but uh, I'll give it a three out of five. Right on. But what about you? What do you, what do you, uh, what are you thinking about this overall? Bro, I read the first two issues of this and 
I wasn't thrilled. And then I read the back four and I just freaking loved it. See, it was opposite for me. I loved the first couple issues. And then the further along I got into it, it it wasn't, I don't know, so weird. Yeah, I would give it a four out of five. And my only knock is on the art. Like I knock it a point down uh, just because the art wasn't my favorite. But dude, I loved, I loved the, it was weird, right? Because the horror elements are working on, on so many levels, dude. There's like, yeah, you got the witches, you've got real scary stuff. You've got body horror, like some of the crazy scenes where bad things are happening. And yeah. Yeah. But to me, the scariest part was just how much I, um, saw myself in all these other characters and the, the scariness of having to deal with all those stuff myself. Like, yeah, I have a really nervous daughter who's like scared to do a lot of stuff. And I could see myself sometimes like get frustrated, dude, and like wanting her to get over that. And uh, I think I told you this. I'm going to say it on here just because I think it's a funny analogy is that uh, like I don't want her to be scared of like bugs or bug bites or, you know, mosquito bites, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? And I'm always like, it's just a bug. It's no big deal. Or she sees a mosquito and she wigs out, bro. And I'm like, dude, it's just a mosquito. Like, don't worry. Like, even if you got a mosquito bite, you know what? It's just for a couple of days and it goes away. You'll be okay. But, bro, like, if I see a mosquito in the house, man, <laughs> I, become mis- I become Kyle Mosquito Hunter, like, 1,000, dude. I'm on a mission. I will hunt that thing for an hour, bro. Like, and I don't quit until I can kill it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know saying all those frustrated things kind of like under my breath, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. you freaking mosquito, I'm going to find you, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, so the chances of getting, yeah. I know, but like the chances of getting West Nile and all these other stuff are low, but dude, it's a possibility. And you know me, like yeah. I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm like, I'm finding this thing. Ain't nobody in my house getting bit by this thing. <laughs> and those things, dude, you can lose them, man. I do not get it. They're oh, like, dude, can become invisible to your eye when there's just one of them. And so finally I have to sit down and I'll sit here at this desk and I'm just like, I have to like, let it go from my mind. And all of a sudden I got three bites on my feet. Dude, sneaky little guys. And so it's just kind of like feeling the tension personally of the scariness of, of that stuff and being a dad, uh, trying to instill the right stuff in, in my, in my daughter and just kind of, um, you know, that, that, that crazy thought of like, would you pledge something for something or somebody for something? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And just the scary, the scary thought of ever being in a position where, you know, having kids is tough, bro. I wouldn't change it for the world, but it's tough. And that's what this story is like bringing up for the mom is that the mom's like, she says like, look, this kid's nothing but trouble. Kind of like she's never going to grow out of her scared being a scaredy cat, yada, yada. And she'd rather just start over and try again. But the crazy uh, thing is, too, you see Sailor grow out of that in the last yeah. ish, couple issues when she, you know, like I, like know, I mentioned. And the like, mom never got to see that. Yeah. It's just nuts. And that's scary, like, to get frustrated too soon about things. Um, I, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I love that. And the and um, kind of the, like, the, the essays in the back here that, that Scott Snyder wrote. Uh, some of the like the personal details and stuff like I I relate to Scott Snyder's struggles 
A hundred percent. Like I feel the same way about all this stuff. Like he's like, you know, he sees a billboard for cancer and he's like, Oh yeah, it's in my body. I've got cancer. It's in me. I'm (laughs) like, dude, I know like get those things out of here. And so I don't know. I, I I really loved it. And and for, for those reasons, that's why the back part of this picked up for me is because I was able to pick up on some of those personal details a lot more than it just being a scary story of witches and pledges. Like, yeah, it became this real sort of hit home, uh, you know, scary moments for me where you're, I'm facing these things in myself too. And one of the things I thought was fascinating, uh, that Scott said in the back here was that for he loves horror books and the genre, even though he's such a worry wart and a scaredy cat. If that's not in, is that an okay thing to say? Are you allowed to say scaredy cat? Yeah, know. no, that's fine. And uh, he says, but he loves these these stories because it confronts you with all the things that scare you. But eventually, the story ends and you put the book down, and it's always this reminder to him that these things that are scary or cause them anxiety are going to end and i was like that's pretty cool man like, yeah that is a cool, cool way to think about it i didn't read all those little stories he had at the end of this i need to uh yeah it's super rad and he's got some stories about how he came you know he's got some bit in there about how he came up with this story him and his best friend in the woods and uh thinking they saw a witch poking around a tree and uh it's really good man but for those reasons dude i i, I just this ended up being like one of my favorites because of that. Just, wow. just how personal I think it was that Scott was <clears throat> writing himself here. And uh, just his his struggles and his worries just became, you know, personified here in these different characters. And it was rad. Nice, dude. Well, I mean, I can definitely see um, why you liked it. I knew you were going to be stoked with the, with the whole dad-daughter <laughs> relationship thing. Um, but yeah, totally opposite for me, which is weird. Like, um, we have a lot of the same taste, but yeah, this one, I thought it started out cool and then it kind of just was, I don't know, got weird. I think you put a lot of emphasis on the fact that you knew how it was going to end though. And it bothered you. No, I don't know, man. It was just that. And I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe the whole scene with that one character, this, I was just like, what? (laughs) I I don't know. I can't get over that for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) That could be and it wasn't like it. terrible, I guess, but it was just weird to me. Like yeah. I just, my brain kept going back to that. And I'm like, what is, how is this happening? Like, how does she know what's going on? And like yeah. that whole interaction where she was like with the dad was just so weird. Well, even when they had their second meeting, like that one was unsatisfying. Yeah. Too, like yeah. anyways. So that's a, uh, a four and a three, man. So I, 3.5 out of 5 for us here, I guess. Is that how you would do that? Yeah, that's how we'd do it. Right on. I like it, though, man. I'm glad we got into it. I'm glad to freaking be done with these, though. Like, I'm glad October's done. Dude, you're telling me. I'm so glad October's done. We got a couple more days <laughs> left. Power through Halloween, and we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, are we doing a hanging next we're doing a hanging next. We have to be. We did three B.O. dubs in a row. I'm pretty sure we're doing a hanging in the lair next. Right on. But I'm glad we got into that, man. I thought, you know, despite kind of being burned out uh, from Gideon Falls and Witches, I thought they were they were both great stories. Uh, I'd recommend Witches, uh, you know, if your stomach can handle this sort of stuff. Uh, with the caveat, like, 
there's some bits in here that I thought were unnecessary. Yeah, definitely a mature, mature audience for sure on, on, on a couple scenes. Definitely the one with the bullying scene was a little, little over the top for me, a little much. Yeah, it just felt like they were trying to be over the top and it felt forced. I don't yeah. Well, my jam. So, I mean, uh, as we're finishing off our spooky sort of uh, BO dubs here, how do you feel in comparison with Gideon Falls and Witches? Did you like one more than the other? I would definitely say they're kind of too different to compare almost, you know, but I, de- I liked Gideon Falls um, more than I did Witches. Um, like for me, like knowing if Witches Volume 2 is coming out and then I know we have more to read with uh, Gideon Falls, I'm like, I'm going to go read Gideon Falls, I think, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. I pick this one up. Um, yeah. That's just me personal, personally. Um, but they're kind of different, you know, like we, we we talked about Gideon Falls was almost like different horror, I guess, you know. Yeah, it was like a mind bender. Yeah uh trippy yeah uh, yeah creepy in that way where this one's much more down to earth you know yeah what about you what would you i'd have to say just because of like exactly what you're saying they're so different that i liked them both equally i think i gave them both the same rating yeah you did so um i think equal uh but with that said i will say that i didn't think of it in the way that you just said it uh where I would like if I had twenty dollars and Gideon Falls two and witches were out, I'd buy Gideon Falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's funny that we both weren't crazy about the art in either one of them. Like we 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 enjoyed it, but they weren't really our jam. Yeah. Anyway, dude. But both uh, had like <clears throat> there was both on uh, in throughout both um stories, some like pages that were super, super rad. Oh, yeah. But then, like, I guess overall, they were just, um, the art, yeah, like I said, wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I'm uh, I'm stoked to be hanging in the lair next week with you, catching up on our stacks, actually reading some singles again. Sounds like a fun time. Dude, I got something to catch up on, too. And hopefully uh, this weekend, going to um, my local shop, a bunch of sales. Could be dangerous. Heck yeah. Yeah. Is there anything coming out next week that you're looking forward to? Oh, yeah, dude. So we get to um, find, it feels like forever, but um, Little Monsters is starting back up. I think it's issue seven. We were both stoked about how it ended, so I'm I'm excited to see where it's picking up at. Yeah, that was one um, series that kind of started a little, like, just okay for me. And then the last, like, three, four issues were just, like loved them dude they just kept getting better and better for me so when it when it ended i was like dude i can't wait for this to pick back up so yeah issue seven i drops agree out. with you too because i've been reading Ten Thousand black feathers and it so far has not been on awesome. not been doing it yeah so i'm excited for little monsters to come back so i can be happy about lemire again what else, man? You got anything else? Um, let's see. There's a couple. Um, like uh, I know you're weird, been way into Batman. Um, uh, Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo is coming out. Yeah, um, I issue one. Yeah, that one might be pretty cool. Um, and, and listen, these are all subject to change. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our source might not be the best. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely double check before you. If you have to drive far away to your shop, based on something we <laughs> yeah, say, if you're stoked to go pick up one of these and give them a call. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely check. But um, anyways, I, um, I know you're looking forward to the the TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures two comes out. Dude, can't wait, man. I'm going to try to talk my son and he wants to get a um, comic book tomorrow and he wants a turtle book. Dude, so hopefully, one, yeah, I know. I'll be so stoked if he picks that one. We'll see. He's been wanting something with Roth on the cover and I'm like, all he, you know, he just cares about the art and what it looks like. Um, so we'll see if I can talk him into that. But uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Dude, well, we've got Bloodstained Teeth coming back with number six. Oh yeah, we've that got- one's coming back. Old Dog number two. Uh, the one I'm most excited about, though, is That Texas Blood 19. Yeah. Um, I oh, just yeah. love what they're doing there, man. So um, The new Deadpool run, I think, comes out on the second as well. Man, fingers crossed. Are you nervous? I've just, you know I love Deadpool, I've, but I know, his last few you. runs have just not been good, so I'm very skeptical. But uh, speaking of our source not being the best... Two that we mentioned last week that should, fingers crossed, <laughs> that should be coming drop out this, this week. week. Yeah, yeah. As uh, Patrick, t- there's something wrong with Patrick Todd, number four, Ross, uh, and the 06 Protocol, number two. Dude, I remember when you were reading the first issue, 06 Protocol. It sounded really good. Yeah. And then as far as trades and collecteds, the only thing I saw coming out uh, next week, again, uh, TBD, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, yeah, Volume 2. I saw that one as well. I didn't love the ending, but I still thought it was a cool, conceived story uh, told in a very unique way with the with the paneling and the art. So I still think it's worth it to check out if you haven't. A trade's probably a cool way to do it. Yeah. All right on, brother. If any of those sound good, just remember to check out coffeeandacomic.com. Enter our coupon code COMICBOOKLAYER in all caps at checkout. Uh, Frank's a rad dude. That's where I've got my pull set up. So I'm getting stuff every week from Frank. And uh, dude, you got a lot what? this week, actually, on your the your latest post. You have a ton coming out, bro. I cannot wait to check out Riddler Year One, man. I've been hearing good stuff oh, about it, dude. Yeah, yeah. People were even skeptical, you know, and I am too. Like, I'm never like, oh my god, somebody, some famous actor is writing a comic book. Yeah, it's gonna be rad. Like, I'm always like, no, it's gonna blow. Every- but from what I heard, yeah, <laughs> it's great. No, I I agree. I heard a lot of good things. I think Paul Dano, just the dude he is, how much work he put in to like not only learn the character, but just like yeah, learn his whole story and ev- everything. Riddler. I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, man. And, uh, dude, another one I got that I can't wait to jump into. I think I heard uh, the pull box pals talking about this one, too. Uh, but do a powerbomb five. Oh, continues. yeah. You love that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I do love it, bro. And uh, <laughs> I did actually pick up the one that has that 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 witches in it. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Short story witches. Yeah. So I'll let you know, bro. But. Uh, we'll see. And uh, Vanish 2, I can't wait to read. And then this one, bro. I don't know anything about it, but uh, Damn Them All from Simon Spurrier. Mm, I saw that. Yeah, that looks cool. So shout out to Frank for always being a cool dude. And I had to like, he held on to all these for me a little bit longer because I had to wait for payday for this round. So uh, cool, cool dude. Easy to, 
I mean, I don't know. I just messaged him. I was like, hey, bro, can you like, they're not all on my pool. I was just like, hey, yeah. can you hold these for me? So right on. Love that dude. Love that shop. Uh, so yeah, remember, enter our code comic book layer, save yourself some dough. Yeah, buddy. Right on, man. Well, well nice, good luck dude. to your Phillies, bro. Dude, yeah. They they won game one, six to five, ten innings. Oh, they did win? Yeah. Oh, went into OT. Yeah, went in a little extra. Nice, bro. Well, congrats to you, sir. How's your, how, dude, let me check on you. How's your basketball watching going? Hardcore, bro. I'm like, honestly, I was thinking today, like, something's got to happen because my comic book reading has dipped a little because <laughs> I'm spending so much time watching basketball, bro. Right on. And I have to say really quick as a shout out, uh, oh, man, I forget his name again. Had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, David Harper, I think, from Sketched.com. He does the podcast off-panel. Huge basketball fan. And so it's just rad because he does a, a newsletter. And like half of it was dedicated to NBA stuff. Serious? And I'm right like, on. man, this guy's like living my dream, bro. Talking yeah. comics and NBA. And then he got into some baseball stuff too. But uh, right check on. him out. He's rad. He's always got cool interviews. Uh, he's on a whole other level, but uh, super cool. Dude, I will say, man, uh, I'm hesitant to say, like, just for the record, like, I was a huge bandwagon NBA fan. Like, I got into the Warriors because the Warriors were just, I was just, I'm a huge bandwagon fan for the NBA. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it worked out because I'm a Bay Area sports fan. Like, 49ers. Yeah. If I had to have a baseball team, it would probably be the Giants. And so I'm like, hey, the Warriors fit the bill. And uh, so it works out for me. But just to be clear, it's bandwagon all the way uh <laughs> well but, thanks for clarifying <laughs> well i just don't want to pretend like yeah, i haven't yeah, been yeah. a golden state fan forever so yeah is what it is you've been a piston but fan i was a piston fan for a while did i you know i grew up in michigan yeah, for a yeah. time. but that was back in isaiah thomas and yeah all those dudes and um bill lambeer <laughs> Oh man! Quit. But the Golden State Warriors got off to a rough start, bro. Like it was, I was a little disappointed. And I told you, like Draymond Green punching yeah. Pool in the face in practice. I was like, "You're gonna do this the year I decide to be like a hardcore Warriors fan." Like this is off to a rough start, man. <laughs> well, but dude, you gotta see this, bro. Like I have, uh, Pocket Cast lets you put folders for all your podcasts, you know. So I've got one for comics, and you know, blah blah blah. But so my comics, I have 20 podcasts in Holy my comic book folder. How, and dude, my, I wonder how much time you you have no time on your hand with all the stuff you got going on, my man. Zero time, bro. And now I've got six uh, basketball podcasts. <laughs> dude, that's hilarious, dude. Dubs talk. So, Dubs talk. The old man in the three. Uh, the low post. Right on. Wrap up. So. And then this whole one just dedicated to like nothing but podcasting. <laughs> All those. Don't worry. Mine will be soon full of green thumb. Yeah, that's right, dude. Green thumb gardening. I love podcasts, man. Yeah, they're cool. Strong and jam. Yeah. Well, good, dude. I'm anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to next week, dude. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about when we're just hanging in the lair and just relaxing and having fun like we always do, man. I'm super stoked. Looking forward to it. Dude, me too, bro. Let's get into some lighthearted stuff and just laugh again. I feel yeah. like we haven't laughed. In yeah, the, the last month, couple, bro. dude, our last couple of BO dubs have been a little more serious than what we usually do. And um, it was kind of stretching us, which is cool, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah. going into a little sure. uncharted territory. 
but um, still fun. Uh, still love doing it and uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, a little something different. And um, yeah. Right on, dude. Well, how can people follow us and keep up with uh, what we're doing here in the old lair? Yeah, dude. Speaking of podcasts, you know, subscribe to ours. We'd really appreciate that. Let us know how we're doing. Head over to our Instagram, the comic book lair. Uh, that's what you can see uh, what we're diving into what we're picking up and um, jump into our discord we'd love to hear from you we'd love to get recommendations from you see what you guys are reading watching all the good stuff and um, we just appreciate you guys listening keep reading comics cowabunga nerds Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R O S E K A T audio.com.